Does LeBron ride out the rest of this season with the Lakers' young core and their vagabond of veteran players? Or does Magic Johnson, Rob Palenka, make a move? It's a cipher. The Lakers are 14 and 9. Right now, that's good enough for fifth in the West. But in a tightening West, when you've got teams like the Clippers, the Nuggets, and Thunder all at 16 and 7, with Golden State at 16 and 9, right behind the Lakers, the Grizz are 13 and 9, Portland 13 and 10. If you're the Lakers with your young talent that you're still trying to develop, Do you stand pat? Do you ride this season out with your current roster and go forward? Or do you recognize the fact that your superstar, the best player in basketball at age 33, doesn't have that many prime years left? You might want patience. He might talk patience. But time is not on his side. Do you make a move or do you stand pat? Andrew Sharp. And Ben Golliver from SI made the case for KD to join LeBron in L.A. to form what they think, what they truly believe would be the greatest partnership ever. They're taking their cues from tweets and rumors, the tweet from former NBA point guard Jared Jack, that in eight months, the Lakers will have LeBron, KD and Anthony Davis. Both Sharp and Golliver believe this is a reality. I'm not sure I'm there with them. Yes, I understand that if you put those three together, that would make a super team. Maybe the the, the greatest super team ever in terms of three stars. But I'm going to stick to reality. The more I think about it, is it possible? It's possible, but not likely. Think about this. I mean, and, and here's the thing. I don't feel or, or feed into the idea or the hype about how KD needs to find his own team to upgrade his legacy. That doesn't mean he couldn't leave Golden State for another franchise, but he's smart enough to understand that if he wants to compete and win more titles, that'll only happen by A, staying with the Warriors and the established culture they already have, or B, signing with a team with proven talent, because that's what this era is. This current era in the NBA, it's all about teaming up. It's the team up era. Very rarely do you see today's top stars, at least superstars, going deep playoff runs without a second or third star to play beside them. Just look back in your recent past. KG and Ray Allen teamed up with Paul Pierce. LeBron joined Wade and Bosch in Miami for four years. Later, he joined Love and Kyrie in Cleveland. KD joined Golden State, and they repeated. And now they're trying to three-peat. And here we are trying to project where he may or may not play next. Here's the thing. I stand by what I said before, which is if Golden State three-peats, I truly believe KD will return. But let's say they lose in the finals. I still don't see KD teaming up with LeBron. Because while he respects LeBron, he's not trying to help him win more titles. I don't see that. I think Katie enjoys competing against LeBron 
in the only thing that might give the Lakers an outside shot at landing him is if the Warriors are more fractured than what's being reported. And even then, if forced to choose, if forced to make a choice, Warriors front office, there's no doubt they're rolling with KD. And since we're on the subject of rumors, Brandon Ingram seems to be the Laker that's involved in every trade scenario. Magic Johnson has said that Ingram was the one young talent he'd never trade. But we're 20 games into the current season, and Magic and Rob Palenka are realizing that the waiting game, meaning waiting for Ingram, Kuzma, or Ball to develop into an all-star caliber player, that's not really working for LeBron. And even though LeBron's saying all the right things, big picture, LeBron wants to compete for a title right now. And waiting on potential at age 33 would test anybody's patience even more so when you've gone to eight straight finals. And I want everybody to hear this. To be clear, I think Ingram is a talent that'll develop into an all-star, but it will take time. It's time I don't think LeBron has. It's time I don't think LeBron wants to waste. Tim McMahon of ESPN asked a great question. Is Ingram more valuable to the Lakers as LeBron's teammate or as a trade chip? In a related topic, Kobe Bryant said in an interview, we'll be champions before you know it. And then we'll just be laughing at all the Warriors fans. And I think what Kobe was trying to say is he truly believes that the Lakers will contend and win a title within the next couple of years. He also believes that the Warriors fans are front runners. And at some point, the Warriors won't be the team to beat. And those same fans you hear loud and proud, will be AWOL. And I actually disagree with Kobe on that point. I think, here's the thing, for two reasons. One, even when they weren't very good, Golden State has had a loyal fan base. And two, as long as you have Steph, Clay, and cap space, that franchise will still be relevant. It's no question. They're still going to be able to compete. I'm not going to say they're going to win titles, but they'll be in the hunt if you have those two in the cap space to go out and get another piece. But let's look at it from another point of view. They could very well find a way to mend fences. Golden State could find a way to keep their core four together. Steph, Clay, KD, and Draymond could all be around for another run. So while I love Kobe's enthusiasm, and I do think the Lakers will be in the mix competing to win titles within the next couple of seasons, I'm not sure that Golden State is about to fall off anytime soon. Nuggets get a big win over the Raptors, 106-103 to behind their big man, the true unicorn, Nikola Jokic. The big man goes for 23, 11, and 15 assists. Denver has won six straight and improved to 16 and 7, tied for first place in the West with the surprising Clippers. The Nuggets' Gary Harris was lost early in the game to a groin injury. With Harris out, Denver will need a more aggressive Jokic to keep pace with the Clippers, Thunder, and Warriors. With the loss, the Raptors are still the best record in the league at 20 and 5 
Raptors next game is versus the 17 and 8 Sixers with their big three, Embiid, Simmons, and Jimmy Buckets. Now that's must-see. But let's get back to Jokic. Jokic can be make a claim, and it's a crazy one, to be one of the greatest passing big men of all time right now today. He is averaging seven and a half assists per game on the season. He's also the only center in the last 30 years to have 15 assists in a game, and he's done that three times. When I say he's a special talent, I'm saying he's a special talent. Think about it. A 6'10", 6'11", center with the passing skills of not just a point guard, but the passing skills of an elite point guard. His court vision, the way he sets up his teammates and makes it to where they get easier baskets, puts them in their best positions, knows their spots like the back of his hand. His court vision might be second to LeBron and Chris Paul. That's how great a passer he is. And the thing is, I think he could be as great a scorer as he is a passer. At times, he's unselfish to a fault. I've said this. I think Jokic has the ability to average 30 points a game and over 11 or 12 assists. I think he's that gifted an offensive talent. And before it's all said, you know what? I'll put it out there. Before this season is over, it wouldn't shock me if Jokic has a 30-point 15 assists, 11 or 12 rebound game. He's that gifted. And that Nuggets team, even though Harris is a big loss, they're still a problem. And remember, they're not at 100%. They still don't have their number one draft pick, Michael Porter. They still don't have Isaiah Thomas. And they still don't have the services of one of the best scoring six men in all the league, Mr. Barton. When it's all said and done, the Nuggets are going to be the team that nobody wants to play. In other NBA news, the Pacers are 13-10, and 10, but they're just 3-5 and five minus Victor Oladipo. The all-star guard impacts both ends of the floor. Not only is he their number one option on offense, but he's one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA. And what the Pacers really need with Oladipo out They need Tyreek Evans to step up and be more aggressive. Evans has been struggling all season and was supposed to be the guy that could give Indiana another scorer and creator. Last season, he averaged over 19 points a game, 45% from the floor, 40% from three. This season, 10 points a game, 37% from the floor, and 38% from three. And it seems that Nate McMillan has cut his minutes even more. What I've seen and I've watched a lot of Pacers game, I just don't see any aggression from from Tyreek Evans, who's known for his ability to attack the basket, especially in the open floor. He just seems a step slow. I don't see that burst that he's known for. And maybe the decision to put him in the starting lineup might jumpstart him, might get him in some type of rhythm. Because right now, Tyreek Evans has been one of the biggest, if not the biggest, free agent disappointment in the NBA. In other news, the Bulls fire Fred Hoiberg. That comes at no surprise. But to be fair to Hoiberg, this season, his team has been devastated by injuries. No Lori Marketing, no Chris Dunn, Bobby Portis, and Denzel Valentine, all out with injuries. And yet, 
Management does what it does. John Paxson made a decision. John Paxson says he doesn't think he developed the younger players. What I would say to John Paxson is you can't develop people that are on IR. It is what it is. Facebook fam, I will be back later on with another show. I'm going to get your reactions to what Kobe had to say about the Lakers. Also, what he had to say about Warriors fans. So we're going to do a Facebook question, answers and responses later on today. Shout out to Anchor, the Anchor page. Love the app. Shout out to the Facebook fam, the YouTube fam. It's the Cypher next time.